Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash. Super excited to introduce you to my friend Randy Pupkin and welcome her back to the show. Founder and executive director of Art with a Heart here in Baltimore. Literally one of my favorite people on earth. Randy, how are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited. Now, are we up to 21 years already with Art with Heart? March, 21 years. Are you kidding? So coming up this (laughs) March or you celebrated 21 in this past March? This past March. Wow. 21 years. Well, congratulations because that, oh my gosh, we've all lived through the pandemic, thank heavens. And um, the last time we spoke was probably... Probably around that time, I guess, right where you we were in the in the thick of it, really. And uh, I think I might right. have even been talking to you from my home. But now we're back in the studio. But you're still on the phone. We still have our some of our COVID protocols in place. But since then, a lot has happened. Um, where Where do you want to start? Because you have a really compelling story. If there's anyone out there that doesn't know, sort of, you know, your background and how art to heart, art to heart. I'm thinking of the old TV show, <laughs> Heart to Heart. I'm sorry, we are dating ourselves. But no, if for those that right. aren't familiar with the background of art with a heart has a great story behind it. So um, I guess really I just want to start by saying the organization and all five of its branches are still here. We're still working really hard. Um, The five branches, for those of you unfamiliar with the organization, we have core programs that happen in schools, shelters, group homes, community centers, rec centers, veterans facilities, senior facilities, really, we bring visual art classes into those communities. And then we have a leadership initiative. We have a social enterprise retail store, um, brick and mortar, but also quite the online marketplace now, uh, a pivot during COVID, Um, uh, a workforce development program that uh, is in a hybrid model right now between online and workforce development program, um, which is in a hybrid model right now. And um, then we have a robust community service and public art um, effort that is also still standing. Um, I always said, like, if this group of creatives can't figure out a creative way to, to make things happen during this time, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's it's really our, it's really our, it's our mission. But when you think about it, it's like even solving the problem of this pandemic is based in a scientist having creativity as part of their soul. And if you don't give that opportunity to people and allow them to stretch that muscle, you know, we wouldn't be on the other side of this. Really, you're abs- so, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're a creative-based nonprofit, and I can't think of any more creative people than who you have working with you every day. But also, yeah, it does take a certain amount of creativity and science. And boy, and we have a whole renewed appreciation for both sides of the brain after all we've been through, don't we? Yes, I for sure. Yeah. So when you're mentioning your retail space, um, hardwares is what people might be familiar with. And then it's uh, really beefed up that online presence as well, as I might imagine. I'm glad you pointed out that all that you guys do and all five of your branches have survived um, through this and have been able to pivot in a way that you are continuing to be able to serve um, that community that you do. So that's uh, my first question was going to be, you know, how you how you made it through the pandemic. So, yeah. How did you how did you not give up or give in to anybody, any naysayers that might have said, you know, Randy, you might want to think about just you know, putting that on hold for a second, but you don't take no for an answer, do you? No, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really not part of my vernacular. Um, I, I think we just felt a huge sense of loss um, at the very beginning for our students, our volunteers, our interns, 
uh, we just felt like we really needed to bring some form of relief and creativity to people while we were all sitting home, and we had to figure that out. And so each branch of the organization really worked to figure that out. Um, we just published a cookbook that came from weekly calls with our volunteers, and somehow the weekly calls always turned to what are you cooking, what are you eating, and from that, <laughs> we, we wound up having a whole cookbook from from our students, interns, volunteers, and, and um, we sell it with a ceramic spoon rest that's made by students. So, it, I mean, that's just one example. We, we made art available for community. We left, we left coloring outside. We printed. We had on our store ways to print um, coloring sheets that people could send back to us. We got thousands of of images sent back to us from all over the country, you know, and then we have the heart of Baltimore sculpture, which we've talked about in our last interview, which is an eight by six foot three dimensional sculpture that's getting installed in downtown Baltimore. And that was all completed during the pandemic with 2,400 ceramic hearts that were made by people from all over Maryland, um, Baltimore City, Baltimore County, but also from as far away as California, Chicago. Um, we sent out balls of clay. People carved them and sent them back. We, we fired them and glazed them here, um, all with messages of hope and inspiration. So that moved forward. Programming, when we last spoke, we were just on the cusp of packing up art kits that our teachers could use when they did their virtual programming. So we would deliver the kits to schools. Principals would deliver them to families or families would pick them up. And then students had the hands-on materials that they needed to have a real tactile experience, that which co correlated with the curriculum that our teachers were teaching. Wow. And if uh, well, I want to back it up for a sec, because I wanted people to know the name of your cookbook, which is Virtual Art Parties, right? And the mosaic replicas of the Heart of Baltimore you spoke about on Pratt Street. That's going to be installed on Pratt Street between Charles and Hanover Streets. Is that still happening um, with a gold date of September 1st, hopefully? Yes. Awesome. And, and when you mentioned... Um, a couple times about it sort of becoming more national, not not necessarily the organization, but, you know, the people who are helping out and helping to build that. Did they have a connection with those people in Chicago or, or out west that had a, sort of a connection to Baltimore in some way? Or how did how did that come to? Yeah. Be? Yes. This, they definitely had a connection to Baltimore, whether it was a family member. For example, my sister lives in Denver. And when people started seeing on our social media the hearts developing, we would get messages or emails saying, can we participate? And we would figure out how to make that happen. And like I said, we would send bags of clay, you know, already sized and ready to be carved with instructions on what to do. And people did that and sent them back. It was wonderful. That's awesome because then people really feel like they're a part of something. I mean, they've built it together with you and then to, it just makes it even more beautiful. And I can't wait for you to see it and for the public to see it because it is extraordinary. And I'm sure you can visit our website at www.artwithaheart.net and see images of it. It's just, 
it's a very spectacular piece of art that we're proud to give to the city. I was going to say, you're, you're beaming with pride. I love it. And people can also uh, find you on social media while they're there at artwithheart.net. Uh, you're active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn. So, you, you know, you can't have too many places where you can find out and spread the good word about Art with the Heart. And um, you also have another um, expansive mosaic that you're doing for the nonprofit, the Esperanza Center um, down in Fells Point, um, affiliated with Catholic Charities, if people are familiar with that. So how did did they come to you about something like that? Or how did you get involved with working with them on this mosaic? Well, they did come to us. They suffered a devastating fire um, a few years ago, and um, actually in 2019. And they came to us to uh, create a mural um, in in re- replacing something that was burned in that fire. So the the mural that was burned was um, a painted mural, and we are doing a 20 foot mosaic mural that will be very unique in that it will tell the immigrant story. Um, it's The design is a large woven tapestry that will be made, is currently being made out of ceramic tile from Mexico and also will include volunteer-made ceramic swallows, the birds, um, that will have words specifically chosen by Esperanza staff and community and carved into the clay. It's, it's really special. Um, if you visit our website, you can go to, um, I think our April newsletter tells the detailed story of the project, but it really does pay homage to um, the, tin heart, the tin art from Mexico and the, the weavings from Latin America, and it's it's just magnificent. That is just a wonderful tapestry. Can't wait to see that, too. Do you have a timeline on that, or is that something that, you know, you're sort of not, you haven't announced the official time yet? Um, I think it will be installed sometime in September. Gotcha. It sounds like you guys are going to have a busy fall. I think we're going to have an enormously busy <laughs> I fall. I think so. But you know what, we... We're thrilled to have a busy fall. It's you know there are worse problems than busy. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know you're, yeah. we're knee deep too in your summer programs. Um, you know, gearing up. Art with the Heart has upcoming partnerships with like over fifteen sites, both virtually and in person. So we're in the we're kind of in the uh, the definitely in the middle of the humidity here. So how is that coming? Yeah. Al- how's that coming along so this actually, year? Actually, it's um, from the time that um, we shared those notes with you, we're actually at 42 different, with 42 different partners. Wow. That's like 900 classes a week, both virtual and in person. Uh, Oh my goodness. We need a revision um, here. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) It's like, it happened fast. It happened really fast. Good. You know, we really want to reach community in a quality way. And so the amount of preparation was extensive and, um, we are always striving to to be our best and do our best. You, so, you really are. You're constantly thinking about what you're doing and how you could do it even better. Yeah, we really are. And so here we are in the summer. It's our busiest summer ever um, in the history of the organization. Uh, and we're just delighted to see students again in person. The feedback from our teachers, they do an evaluation after each class. Every week we get evaluations from all our teachers. And here's the other thing. We're so happy to be able to bring back our teachers to work. Right. You know, um, they, they're, they're contractual. And we went from having almost 80 to, you know, needing maybe 
25 for a long time, and now we're back up to about 70. So we're back to our almost original numbers, and um, I'm just happy to be able to have them in our on our team again and being able to do what they love and do it, you know, with the care and nurturing that they give our students. Yeah, that's amazing. And have you been able to welcome back um, more of your, you know, volunteers as well? Well, that's a great question because they were the first people knocking our door down, even <laughs> during the depths of the uh, of of the pandemic. And um, we, Art with a Heart staff, went back to work a year ago Labor Day. We went back last August, so um, we were early in the return. Um, but our our volunteers really wanted to be there. We have a large space in Hamden, and we practice social distancing. Everyone had to be masked. Common areas weren't used. Um, temperatures were taken upon arrival. And, you know, I'm knocking on my head, but we, we kind of survived that um, without incident. And that's the most important that, thing. That, and, honestly, as we can't get too far away from that. And you're talking about your beautiful space at uh, Mill Number 1 right there in Baltimore and with your beautiful water view. It is a fantastic place. Thank you. Thank you. And there's also like art in, you know, like all arts all around you, whether it's the bench when you first come in or it just, there's so much to look at there. I, you really could spend, you know, hours and hours there. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful space and I feel very lucky and fortunate. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you and you really are at every single day. Like I, I know the story of your background coming from, you know, practicing law for many years. But if you want to kind of encapsulate that a little bit, maybe even to inspire other people who are thinking about doing that pivot after after the pandemic, I think it changed people's outlooks a lot on on what they're doing and how they can help and how important you know, giving back really is to people. So um, I think your story about how you got Art with a Heart started is really timely now more than ever. Yeah, I I would have to agree. So many people are like digging deep into their soul to figure out like, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Um, And I guess that's exactly what I did from my law office after a really contentious conversation with a lawyer. I was a construction litigator for almost 14 years. And um, just felt like all I did for a living was fight with other lawyers. I adored my clients. I valued my clients, but I just felt like I could use my time and my talent in a different way. So I incorporated art with a heart from my law desk. And then I spent a lot of time just pounding the pavement. But I always say when I talk to young people, like, I don't know how many books we get to write about our life, but I at, at this moment, I believe it's one. <laughs> so um, I, I get to write this book, and I was on Chapter 5, and it was boring and beige and not a book I'd even want to read. So I had to do something to make my story the one I wanted people and myself to enjoy, and that's what I did. And it's not always been easy. It's been really hard at times. It's been heartbreaking at times, and it's been incredibly joyful and rewarding. And so I always encourage people to, like, make that assessment and take the risk um, because you won't regret it. Yeah, you certainly don't. That's for sure. And is it was it a little bit easier coming from that law background, like, um, you know, that you could incorporate yourself and sort of get things off the ground? If somebody else has an idea of a different nature, but they don't have that background, is it as simple as just finding the right attorney to do that? Or, I mean, is it something really anybody can think about doing with the right, you know? Uh, I think 
today, and this was 21 years ago, so we're talking the Internet was just getting started. <laughs> but I think today you can really, like, figure out how to incorporate yourself. There are, like, there are things that you will need support from either an accountant or an attorney just to make sure you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's. But um, there's so much today. There's so much information available today. And there are so many people in nonprofits who are even doing good work that are always willing to talk to somebody. I certainly am. I remember all the people who were willing to talk to me. So I always give back to people who have questions. And, um, you know, you can reach me through my website. That's cool. So other nonprofits um, that are either, you know, budding um, ones that are just getting started, they've actually reached out to you over the years about your story and how you did it, right? Yes. That's really cool. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, and it's always my pleasure. Yeah. Well, you're just that kind of person. It's great. And then people can get a hold of uh, Randy Pupkin, founder and executive director of Art With A Heart at artwithaheart.net as well. So uh, we want to let people know a little bit more about Heartwares, which is your uh, retail store and now also your online presence as well. So tell us a little bit about Heartwares, you know, who makes the art and, and how, you know, what sort of projects you're working on there and what kind of things we can, new treasures we can find there. So Because that's a great way for the public to support what you're doing in your programs, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so Artwares is a social enterprise retail store. The art that is displayed and sold there is created by students in Art with the Hearts Force Development Program, along with volunteers. So just so people have um, uh, an idea of our volunteer base, we engage about 4,000 volunteers a year, but we have about 50 core volunteers that range in age from, I would say, 50 to 85, um, most on the older end of that spectrum, and they come in several times a week um, and work with us. So they do participate in making some of the arts sold to help uh, raise money for the organization. Wow. So you said... The uh, students... Yes, um, 50 to 85. Okay, got it, got it. So that's where um, some of the 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 wares that are available at Heartwares for purchase are made from your volunteers, which is on the, the older end, which is great because a lot of times people, if you have a little extra time in retirement or as you get older, you're empty nester or something, you might discover art, even if that's not what you did as a profession. Correct. No, no experience necessary. We will put you to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so great. Um, and so how did this whole, um, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but you guys do so much, so it just makes sense. Um, you know, how, who like created this whole giant heart sculpture that we're, that we're talking about that's coming up uh, September 1st for installation on Pratt Street between Charles and Hanover Streets? Um, was that so, your, your brainchild? Well, um, every milestone anniversary, for our 15th anniversary, for example, we made 15 park benches that were then installed in 15 different parks throughout Baltimore. The one in front of our office was one of them that we got donated back to us. Um, so they were sponsored by our supporters, and they now live in 15 different parks. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's so the... Uh, that... around our, I really wanted to do something um, special, and a heart, for sure, is special. And we really felt, having been to other cities, that they possess this signature piece of art that people go to. Chicago has the bean. Philadelphia has the love sculpture. But Baltimore really doesn't have that. And so we wanted to create that. 
And um, we set out to do that prior to the pandemic. We had a whole vision of how it was going to come to be. And then the pandemic hit and it became, this is where our volunteers would show up and work on it. We couldn't, we still engaged 953 people in creating the project, but um, certainly that number would have been greater had we had the opportunity to bring more people in. But we're very pleased with nearly the thousand people who contributed to the project. That's awesome. And then how will people, the public, just be able to, um, once it's, you know, officially dedicated and all that, will they just be able to simply just stop by? And, you know, that's quite an Instagram-worthy moment, as they say, for people to stop by and see that. Yes, they can stop by, see it, touch it. I mean, touching it, like, you can't look at it without touching it because all of the ceramic hearts have texture and they have beautiful words and it just... It elicits everything about our community that we'd want to say about our community, that it was created during a pandemic um, in eight months um, by dedicated people, students, interns, volunteers, community members on Zoom calls, like doing Zoom events. Um, You know, it just it it shows our resilience and determination, not just of the organization and its affiliates, but the whole community. Mm-hmm. Everybody, your volunteers, the people you help, and the people who are just even discovering you, what you're doing today. Um, and it's a good thing to tell kids, like, yes, it's okay to touch the sculpture. So many times they're like, no, no, don't touch that. <laughs> no, it, you can definitely touch it. It's very cool that everybody can sort of be interactive with it like that and appreciate the art. Yeah. That's yep, awesome. We can't wait. Yeah, and I know so much uh, about what you do is is so important about creating the you know or you know helping that dividing line, making sure that there's equitable equitable access to the visual art experience for the entire Baltimore community. So has that become? Oh, we're getting the five minute warning as I'm asking that important question. But I know that that equity has been something that is very very important and near and dear to you. So how have you guys been able to continue that throughout your 21 years and through a pandemic and all of that? You make sure that that is a priority for sure. Yes. I, I mean, I think you kind of said what I would say, and that is that, you know, when just in general, we're always trying to level the playing field. But once you to visual art experiences, period, that's the end of that sentence. But here's the thing. Uh, not everyone does. And so Art Without a Heart is here to fill that void and create the equitable access, whether it's in schools or through programs or in a senior apartment building where people may be sitting alone and idle even before the pandemic, you know, with not much to do but a TV. So we bring in classes every week into those settings, um, veterans who, who can express themselves and heal through the creative process. They should have access. So we provide that with, with veterans. Um, really, there's not a population of people who we would not our services to um, and just feel that it is important and necessary for our human growth and development and for uh, community and um, the betterment of mankind, really. <laughs> it sounds so broad, but the, the, the creative process is important and uh, too many people don't have access to it. Whether yeah. they're looking at the art or creating the art, it's all important. It absolutely is important. And we're um, we're re- getting ready to wrap up a little bit. Is there anybody you want to personally thank or any, um, you know, maybe if you have any needs right now for the public, like what's the best way that they can help you out right now um, with some things that you're working on to make you, you know, head into the next 21 years, hopefully, right? Yes. 
So I hope so. Um, well, I'd like to, of, of course, thank my team and our board because uh, they are the real, you know, they're, they're the, the foot soldiers that get everything done. And I'm so grateful for them and our, our teachers and assistants. And then I would say, please visit our website, artwithaheart.net. You can donate supplies through that. You can um, donate monetarily. And also, um, we're a part of Amazon Smile, so if people make purchases on Amazon, they can register to make contributions to Art with a Heart through that. Um, so please visit the website and, and give what you can is what I would hope. That's awesome. And then, of course, they can follow you on follow you on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn, and we hope they certainly do that. And um, yeah. and Randy Pupkin, founder and executive director of Art with a Heart here in Baltimore. And the next time we talk to you, I hope for sure we have you in person. Oh, we still have two minutes left. Okay. Um, because, you know, we've had, and we apologize for some of the phone uh, issues, uh, but it's tough because, you know, we're trying to, we still don't have visitors back in our building, so sometimes we have to do things on the phone. But, um is there, and real quick, maybe um, you're, we were talking earlier about your mosaic for the for the Esperanza Center in Fells Point. Um, if there's a nonprofit listening, like how often do they come to you about things that they need help with? I know that was a unique situation, and you're helping them out in a really cool way. Um, but if there's anyone else who needs your help out there, how do they get in touch with you? And is that you know, do you have your eye on someone that you'd like to help out in the next coming year? Or two? Well, we we love creating community art. Um, you know, I know we are just getting through a really challenging year and a lot of people want to memorialize lives lost or people who have been sick. Um, and we're here to help have people heal, whether it's through classes or a special piece of art for a special place. So if anyone is listening and would like to have classes or a public art piece in their space, they can reach out to info at artwithaheart.net and we can start that dialogue to make that happen. Wouldn't that be a cool idea? Yeah, I think this is also a time for healing and art is helpful with that for sure. Yeah, and volunteer opportunities too. I know companies are trying to, I think we've all gotten a, a place in our heart that, you know, you want to give a little something back even as an organization and the power of working together is uh, is really obviously witnessed by all the great work you've been doing over the years with your team, which is, I, I really pat you on the back every time I talk to you because you guys are doing amazing things. And I really am I'm happy that we're able to share the spotlight on Maryland with you this morning, Randy Pupkin. Well, thank you so much, Gina. It's always so nice to talk to you and I'm so grateful for your support. Oh my gosh. Anytime founder and executive director of art with a heart, check it out. Art with a heart.net. You're awesome. Thanks again for taking the time to join us. We know you're busy and this has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.